Hello creatives, my name is Matias, known as that Matias Kid on Instagram or TMK for short. I want to welcome everyone to Dreaming in Red by Hearts Cove, where dreaming in red means dreaming with energy, passion, strength, courage, and most importantly, creativity. We talk with creatives about the sacrifices they have made to reach their own success and look to inspire other creatives around the globe. Welcome to episode number five or six. Uh, we're halfway through season one. Very excited on that. Today's guest is actually a concert photographer. Um, Mr. Zach Pig, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the world a little bit about yourself briefly. Hey, uh, my name is Zach. As he mentioned, uh, I'm a creative director, mainly based out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, grew up a little bit south of here. So I've kind of spent all of my time in Tennessee, but um, I do travel a ton. Yeah, I do most of my photo and video work with a band called Nightly. I'm their kind of like full-time creative director. Other than that, I, you know, shoot music videos, BTS videos, concerts, all kinds of stuff. Um, photos, design, motion design. Um, yeah, I kind of do it all. So that's my spiel. Sick, sick. So, I mean, just to open it up pretty easily, man, you want to tell us how you got, how you got into, uh, your field and, and, you know, what kind of inspired you to get into it? Uh, definitely. So <clears throat> I actually, um, I used to play music back in the day. I played guitar and sang. So that was always my first plan. Um, but even when I was like in a band, I was always really attracted to like visually what everything looked like. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then so I like when I graduated college, I wanted to be an artist manager. And um, I like quickly realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was working at a uh, at an artist management company as like an assistant to a couple of managers and each one of them had like four clients. So I had a ton of responsibilities and it just like, wasn't really lining up with what I wanted to do. So my wife is a photographer as well. <clears throat> and she had just kind of started photographing weddings at that point. And she was like, well, I need a second shooter. And I kind of just like did that to learn with her on the weekends i would like work during the week and then we would go shoot weddings <laughs> all weekend uh pho photograph not yeah. video um and so yeah that's kind of like how i got started and then <clears throat> at the management company i was at i moved from i, I started i, I kind of had to learn photoshop just as an assistant to like I, we had like a digital team but nobody i mean you know nobody can make like graphics and stuff so that's kind of how i learned photoshop that's what i started with yeah. and then I moved into like a digital role at the management company where I started to like <clears throat> take photos for them and edit videos for them and do design and all that. And then, yeah, kind of just like ran into the nightly guys because they were part of the same management company. And that's how that all started. And we worked, I, I was like their exclusive guy at the company for a while. I just did all their stuff. And then um, a couple of years ago, we, both split ways with the company and i went like freelance um slash nightly creative director <clears throat> and they went with a, a new management as well so yeah that's kind of like my journey to where i'm at today um with a very Sweet. fast version of it um, yeah no, that, was, that was actually but... perfect man um <laughs> so how long would you say you've been with the nightly guys um the first i kind of started in like the fall of 2018 that was the first like tour i ever did mm -hmm. and the first time i went with them it was like 
they're opening for NF in like some pretty massive rooms. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, they obviously knew that I had done some photo stuff. So they were like, hey, would you want to just like come with us for a week? Because like, at that time, the management company didn't really want me being gone. They were like very obsessed with people's being like in their seats working right. for some reason. Um, So I did like a week. And then I just kind of like fell in love with it. Um, and we all got along super great. So we did that. And then <clears throat> like, I think it was 2019 to the, like immediately after that in like February, they did their first headliner. And I did the same thing where I went out for like a week and a half at a time. Um, and it was just like, that was the first time they had ever really headlined a tour out or a show outside of Nashville. So it was cool to like experience that going to, I think the first day it was like Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was just like, yeah, it was cool to go there and see like people show up for them specifically, mm -hmm. like, um, just like really take in the band and like everything that they stood for. And I got to see, you know, we would like literally go out <clears throat> to the merch table every night after the show and meet fans. So I kind of just like saw, I got I really got to see them as people and as like artists who really actually like appreciate their fan base, which is, I mean, it's a huge thing nowadays. It's like what half a career is built on. So right. that's kind of, I got, I just got like super into wanting to help them and like help drive their stuff to be in kind of like bigger. So right. that's how it started. And it kind of just like, we just kept going. Right, and like being around people like that, like you see their worth, their work ethic, and like their drive to you know accomplish the goals that they set for themselves. Like, I, I I imagine that must be something you know inspiring to you as well, who's also looking to do the same. Oh, definitely, and it's like um you know it's like <clears throat> I feel like a lot of times what we do, it kind of gets written off as like I mean content is like the big word now. Mm -hmm. It's like. I don't know, but it's, I still, I, and I think everybody that does what we do, like visual stuff still right. considers it like art. Like, you know, even though I'm like, for, for example, like making a music video for a nightly song, like that's still my art. It's like my interpretation of their art, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like for them to like see that and appreciate that is, I mean, it's half the battle with creatives is is like recognition and all that so it's like it's cool it's a it's a very collaborative thing with those guys like john and i <laughs> talk a lot about visuals like all the time we have mood boards and stuff that we keep and we just add to and when the time comes you know we kind of like huddle and figure out what we want but yeah it, it's it's great to like i mean that's what was so good about it in the beginning is i kind of just saw that they were very in tune with their creative side and they like really cared. So right. yeah, it helps for sure. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's something that I would, you know, a hundred percent see, you know, having somebody that is like that passionate and has the drive to just keep achieving different goals and, you know, meeting new um, dreams of theirs is like super cool and being along and having the experience to just see it. And also while you're doing it creatively, collaborate like you said on different projects and you know different things that you both have a mutual love for is insane so like yeah that's that's something really cool um what are some of the music videos that you know that 
maybe are your favorites that you've done for them? Oh man, um, I have my laptop up here, so I'm just gonna go to YouTube. Um, I honestly, my favorite is probably the car, um, just because it's like so simple, and like mm -hmm. we were literally just gonna have them drive around in this old car that their friends let us borrow. Um, and then I think it was like literally the day before we just got together and we were talking about it. And John was like, what if we just wore like masks and made it look like we were bank robbers? <laughs> and we were yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And it just like, I mean, that simple little idea just changed the tone of everything and kind of made it like have a story, which, and this was like the very early days of me making music videos. So I was right. like running around with my Sony a seven three. And just kind of like figuring it out, literally. Um, yeah. This was 2020, like the year 2020. So like, I mean, everything was shut down, you know, so we kind of had to like, I think we shot like six music videos that year. Right. And pretty much all of them were very low key, like run and gun style where we kind of just like figured it out. Mm -hmm. um, older was the same way. Like we were kind of just trying to figure out what we wanted. And um, John called me like the day before and was like, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. So like, why don't we just kind of like mess with this little storyline that we came up with? And we had the cool, we just found this um, baseball field and we were like, I mean, that'll be cool in the rain. Um, right. And it kind of fits with, um, you know, with the 20 something video that they did um, with our buddy Nolan <clears throat> was at a football field. So it was like, Every we always try to like make everything tie in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to pick a favorite, but that that year specifically, we just had so many fun ones because we were just figuring it out. Um, yeah, you're kind of kind of uh, stuck inside or you know away from all society, so you got a lot of time to you know just get out get out there on your own and kind of create things. You know. Yep. No, that's cool, man. What what are something that you would there are some things I guess that you would say. Um, are some of the things that you've enjoyed the most about just uh, being a creative and being able to partner with these guys? In the past uh, <clears throat> couple of years being freelance, it's like, um, it's what I've always kind of like needed, but didn't realize it for a long time. It's like just the freedom. I mean, it's definitely not easy. Like there are times when, um, you know, you're waiting on people to pay you for two months and it's mm -hmm. like, normally that wouldn't be a big deal if you have income coming in every month but it's, it's like definitely hard to navigate that world but i would rather have the freedom that i have than like have the safety if that makes sense so that's yeah. my whole thing with being creative is it's like <clears throat> and with as many like mediums as i have you know i i love like video editing is kind of what i've fallen into the past couple of years in my freelance life mm -hmm. that's like what I feel like I'm best at and what I can do best. So, it, but it's cool to like still be a photographer because it's just sitting and like watching video all day is very taxing on my brain. So <laughs> it's cool to have like, you know, if I have photos that I need to edit, I can just pop over and like listen to music and edit photos and right. it kind of, so that's, that's my favorite. It's just like the diversity and the freedom is kind of like, I just started learning. Well, I've had to stop cause I've been so busy, but at the beginning of the year, I started learning Blender, the like 3D mm -hmm. um, modeling software, and that's been super fun. Um, so it's like, you know, there's there's ways if you get bored with a certain thing or like you feel like it's not your 
what you really want to like focus on. Like it, it's all so connected. Like as long as you have the initial creativity in your brain, like you can figure out a way to express it. Like there's literally so many ways. Right. So that's, what's cool about it to me. It's just like the freedom of everything, being able to figure out your own path. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And I've noticed myself also on projects that I've, that I've done that, like, like you said, it's all kind of connected. Like I'll find myself going from taking photos to then like moving it over and making, you know, graphic designs to match along with it. And it's like uh, a whole bunch of different sorts of uh, art that you can mm -hmm. just blend in together with like within the same project, just because of like, like you said, having that creative spark in your brain, just kind of like, it pushes you to want to try some other field of creative. Like I said, you could put move into the graphic arts or move into like mm -hmm. video editing. And it's like all somehow connected because of, because of that creative spark that just kind of like pushes you to want to learn more in something else. Definitely. And it's like, I feel like a lot of times, I mean, with just like the general idea of higher education, it's like, okay, so you go four years and then, all right, you've learned it all. Now go have your career for mm -hmm. 30 years. <laughs> it's like, that's just like so boring to me. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, I, I love the idea of like constantly learning something new. It's like, um, yeah, I, I could, I could never just sit and, and just like stay on what I've learned from now for the rest of my life. It's like, you have to have some kind of, or I, at least I do. And I think most creatives do have to have some kind of drive to like, figure stuff out that's like the whole point exactly yeah and at some point like you you got to realize like hey i've made it somewhere where i want it to be and kind of have that you know moment of just feeling proud for yourself but also yeah. like knowing that it's like okay now where do we go from here like and so we keep moving right it's not about being complacent staying still yep. because then that's kind of where I've heard a lot of creatives kind of die off or like maybe they just lose passion because they've reached mm -hmm. a sort of goal that they've wanted to reach. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know what to do anymore. Kind of thing. You know? Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And that's what, I mean, that's what uh, separates, you know, like the people that do it for a living and want to do it for a long time from the people who kind of just like pick it up and make some money off of it for a little bit, which is fine too. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's different drives, different goals for everyone. And I think that's kind of what, what it's all about is figuring out why you want to do it and the real reason exactly. why you are interested in it. Um, and, you know, if, if you're in it to just be creative and to kind of do it because you love creating art, you kind of just realize that since the get go kind of thing. Dude, I don't think like, that's something uh, you find out as you go. I think that's something you immediately yeah, know. That's like the dream. I mean, obviously, I love making money from it, but it's like I definitely do envy people who just like make art to... Mm -hmm. Just to have fun, which is why I have stuff like my film, my like point and shoot film camera, because like I can kind of just I just like shoot that and it's artsy without me having to try a ton because it's just film and it's cool. And it's like these little moments that I create for myself that I don't necessarily have to worry about selling. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Now, what are some of your personal creative inspirations whether it be you know other photographers other people you follow maybe you know relatives what what are something some people that you look up to um i mean definitely my wife she's been taking photos for i mean literally 15 years at this point she mm -hmm. got started in high school with like the newspaper so i mean to like see her stick with it for so long has been awesome and to be there for her like uh because she's been freelance for a long time so to be there with her and help her with that has been awesome um like i'm trying to think of there i mean there's so many people on instagram that i love 
Um, a right. lot of things that I've been following lately are just like cinematographers. Yeah, you know, I've caught myself following a lot of cinematographer and, and cinematographers and colorists as well. Like just seeing Colorists people gray, color yeah. grading it on Instagram. Like it's on my, I think that's all my For You page. It's just like seeing nice. a bunch of little uh, stills from videos that are just color graded so nicely. And it's like it's just so satisfying to see. Yep. It, yeah, it really is. It's That's my definitely my favorite like pro- part of the process is picking the color. Um, I mean, that's like the perfect example of like, if you want to be a creative, but you want to find a niche, like Mm -hmm. if you just want to be a colorist, like obviously there are people who do like, that's their whole job is people just send them their videos, they put color on it. And so it's like, there's literally so many avenues Um, anyways, but yeah, cinematographers are great just because like, when you, like, when you think about it, they're, they just on set like their job is just to make sure that the frame is like perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're doing everything yourself, kind of like I always do with like videos and stuff, like you're worried about, you know, making sure the frame is good, making sure all of your settings are good, making sure you're directing it, making sure you're focusing it. And like, when you're on a bigger set, like literally every one of those jobs is paired out. So um, it's cool. Have you, have you, um, on any of the music videos that you've worked with, have you had any, like, like you said, you do most of it. Have you had anybody kind of like work as like a stylist or maybe, you know, different sort of like set design for anything or is it just all strictly? Every once in a while. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, my wife helps me a ton. Kind of, she's like, kind of like I did with her uh, wedding stuff. She's kind of Mm -hmm. that to me now she helps me a ton with lighting especially now she's gotten like really good at lighting which i it always like that that part always stresses me out like i know exactly what i want it to look like but i'm i'm never good with like getting it set up and she's just gotten like really good at that um and then i've had like a makeup artist before um yeah i i mean i've been on different sets with where it's been like that but like most of the time with with a lot of the nightly stuff, it's mostly me and Chels, and then um, a couple of the recent videos, like, we're getting bigger budgets, so we're able to hire people to help, right? Um, which is awesome. But, yeah, it, it's cool. That, that's what, like, you can, there's so many different ways to do it. Like, you can do it all yourself if you want, or you can just, like, hire people to come help. And the the main thing that I want, really, is just someone to pull focus, because <laughs> that's, like... Yeah. That's the hard that like figure like getting the shot, shooting it, and pulling the focus has always been like, like I, I'm such a heavy autofocuser when it comes to like show right. photos and like video that you know it's like it's there for me and it makes it easy. So I would rather not make it hard <laughs> on myself. <laughs> so like, yeah. that's the one thing. Like whenever I start hiring people, I'm gonna just gonna get somebody to pull focus for me because it stresses me out and i'm always like i never know in the moment so like i get home and i'm like oh man i hope i got this shot that i know i got Mm -hmm. focused right um yeah it's like sometimes you'll see it on your lcd screen um or on your little monitor and then you get home and throw it up on the big screen and it's out of focus oh yeah it's like that's like the worst thing to happen especially because like the video i I shoot most of my music videos on a black magic 6k so it's like your massive files and then you you pull it in and it's zoomed all the way in and you're just like right. oh cool so <laughs> exactly i definitely now, am a huge fan of like the focus lines like the color lines that help yes. you out 
I'm a huge fan. Yes, even on even when I do like little small projects on like uh, Final Cut, I always throw on the grids and the outlines of the framing so that I make sure that the frame is exactly where I want it, or any text I add is like exactly where I want it to be. It's really helpful, honestly. What What do you think are or actually, I, had, I wanted to ask you this. Do you do graphic design also, like, as far as, like, um, any merch for them or? Uh, yeah, so most of the merch um, that you see is either John or I. Mm-hmm. Um, we, John is, he's he's pretty good at Photoshop. Um, so he all, like, he, whether it's he'll, like, put an idea, like like, a sketch together and then send me the Photoshop file and then I'll kind of, like, refine it. And get it ready for print. That's how the like the the NASCAR shirt that we sell so much of. That's kind of how that worked. He like had an idea and just kind of threw these items together, and then I was able to go in and like make them ready for print. Um, and then yeah, the 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 most recent one he did. So yeah, it's kind of just like whoever has time for it. Gotcha. Um, and it's yeah, it's like that's what's nice about Adobe. It's for the most part is that it's all very like collaborative. So he can just send me a file. And I can work off of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. I just wanted to know if there was someone that did that specifically, or if you guys just kind of did that, you know, around yourselves and kind of just uh, worked on it together. So that's cool to know. Uh, yeah. What are you, What are some things that you do on your free time? I mean, I know we've been talking a lot of photography and, and content creation. Anything that you like to do just outside of that? Uh, just hang out with my dogs mostly. I play video games. Um. I I watch a lot of TV like and movies obviously. I just mm-hmm. finished this show called The Expanse. Um oh, cool. which like blew my mind. It, it's been out forever. <clears throat> it's like a space epic show. Right. Um and so I finished that like super quick and it didn't like the story basically didn't finish and then I like there's like nine books and I haven't I literally have not read a book in over a decade <laughs> and I've made it through like two of these in a week and a half. So I'm like watching yeah. it. And I, so that's my new thing is just like reading, um, which it sounds so simple, but I just like, I forgot how much, how like fun reading is <laughs> until right, and it's like so I got relaxing it. to the mind as well. Definitely. It's like, there's ways that, like, you know, they'll describe characters mm-hmm. and it's like, you don't you just don't get that with tv like you you kind of like make up your own mind about them which is cool in a way too but when you're reading it it's like they describe they're able to like describe their specific vision for like how a character will act or react and it's that's a really cool it's like a cool medium it's like one of the obviously the oldest medium but it's like i just never thought about it It, right when you go through school it's like you have to read to like Mm -hmm learn stuff you don't really care about so it kind of just like ruined it for me <laughs> but well, hey, I, that's a, i've been enjoying it that's the first time i've heard that but i like that because it's actually like very true it's like that you're forced to read things that you don't you're not interested in and it kind of yeah. like ruins that whole thing like you said about just wanting to read yeah. for fun i did a i actually had one class when i was in college that was like a a literature class and it was all based on graphic novels which was mm-hmm. super sick and they kind of like uh looped us in with uh, like a batman one the like frank miller one that's so famous and then everyone from there on was like super serious (laughs) which was cool but it was like like one of them was mouse which um is a graphic novel it's like it's it's set in like nazi germany and it's Mm -hmm. between mice and cats um 
which is like a very obvious right but it that that i mean obviously it's it's amazing to learn about stuff like that through that medium but it was mm-hmm. um yeah i definitely preferred that literature class to just a normal one because it was just a little different gotcha hey now on the topic of um things that are have been around for a long time let's push mm-hmm. over to things that have been around for just bare like almost freshly new what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. the whole ai generated art and photography i know that's a big thing that's you know on the come up nowadays i think it's cool um it's obviously like everybody's still figuring it out so like i think there are uses for for it <clears throat> my favorite thing i've seen is people are kind of like creating treatments with it mm-hmm. which i think is like I think a lot of times, especially with like video creation, it's hard. Like you see it all in your brain, kind of like how you want it to look. And then you have to explain it to someone who's going to like pay you money to make it. Right. So it's like a lot of times it's a, it's like a stressful situation that, that you're not able to like convey what you, what you want it to look like so that they don't think that they're like wasting money mm-hmm. or wasting time. And so it's like with the AI stuff, I've seen people, you know, if you're if you get really specific with the prompts and know what you want, you can literally like outline an entire music video of how you would have it look, essentially. Right. Um, and so that's a super cool way to use it, I think. Um, I don't know. It's super hard to because it's like the prompts you obviously there like there is some human involvement like you have to kind of like tell it what to do still mm-hmm. so there is some kind of creative process to it but at the same time it's like should people really be able to claim it as their own if it's like cuz a lot of it is i mean what i've seen anyways is that when it gets when you get specific it like kind of pulls inspiration from other from artists that are like already published on the mm-hmm. web so that's where it gets tricky is where it's like, okay, well, did you just like see something that it took from someone that did something real and then yeah. passed? So there, I think there's like good and bad to it, like with everything and we're still figuring it out. I definitely don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. It's only going to get more and more intense. Right. See, like, I want to ask you, is there, have you ever like thought about in the future whether it be 10, 15 years down the line, like how photography, videography, all forms of this creative art that we're involved in is going to like change. Like sometimes I'll even like sit here and I'll get in like deep thoughts and I'll have my headphones in and I'm like, whoa, what am I thinking about right now? But like, like sometimes I'll get super deep and it's like, are, is this even still, still going to be around? Like, is this going to be irrelevant? Like, is my dream of becoming something like going to just go away because all of a sudden, things have advanced and it's no longer a thing and people aren't willing to pay for it anymore. You know, have you ever had those thoughts? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but it's, that's, what's cool about, I mean, it it goes back to like the being um, just like wanting to learn and and create is like, I feel like people will always find a way to like make it meaningful regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's AI doing it or human or whatever like i think people will always make a way fi- figure out a way to make it like interesting and it's like it's funny since i've watched that show the expanse it's like basically it's like a space show that takes place like 300 years in the future so but it's also like very based in realism so they do mm-hmm. have like technology that i think would be cool to use for like i mean one of the people has like their eyes are like cameras you know which obviously is wow. like yeah. That would be so sick if you didn't have to carry a camera around. You could just capture and 
like go back in time. That's crazy. But it's like stuff like that. It like makes you think about <clears throat> where it could be headed um, mm. at some point. So, but yeah, as far I think it's always going to be like humans will always find a way to make it meaningful. Um, yeah, I'd like to agree with that, and I'd like to hundred percent be able to say that you know securely that I don't think humans will ever with creative arts at least because i know there's a lot of things that machine operated are going very advanced to whether it's for good or for bad but like creatively speaking i think what makes art what it is is humans putting their ideas their thoughts into a project into life um so i I mean at least with that i'd like to agree i'd like to think that creatively there's not going to be any sort of like danger as far as you know creative arts going extinct to ai stuff i think at least yeah same we'll see because it's it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like create a creative sort of uh project has to come from somewhere like i don't think Mm -hmm. it just can be built out of nothing i think it's something that you have to have in your brain and something that you're just kind of born with you're either born with creativity or you're some some are born with more than others and it's just like put putting that to life is like what makes art what it is yeah 100 percent, dude i saw a thing recently that said that some people don't have like internal dialogue um and that blew my mind that's like what exactly do you do you mean by that because i think that it's similar to what i what i was talking to a friend about so the other day i was at a coffee shop and i was talking to my friend and and she was asking me she's like do you like when you think in your brain do you um like do you hear yourself think and I'm like, yeah. I've never, no, I don't actually, I've never heard of that. And apparently like there's two types of people, like people either like just visually see what they're thinking in their head. And then there's people who like hear themselves talk through what they're thinking in their head, yeah. which is crazy. Cause I had no idea. Like I my I'm one of those people that just like, I don't hear my voice ever. And like, I just like see what I'm thinking. I like see I images, both. see pictures. Yeah. yeah, I do both. It's, it's. <laughs> It's wild. And that's one of those things that like literally until I I was, I just saw it on Reddit. It's like you go your whole life and you are just like in your own head or like, and you just don't even think about that until you read something and you're just like, holy shit, this is something, sorry. This is something that like everybody thinks about and then, but also some people don't. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's definitely an interesting topic, but that's, 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 I mean, like how, that's one of those things where it's like, how can you be, creative if you can't like think creatively if that makes sense like how do people think if they can't like hear themselves or visualize what they're i don't know that's something that i that that ties back into the ai stuff that it it just all for yeah it just all freaks me out (laughs) exactly it's like you can get down a rabbit hole and never get out with all these thoughts oh dude yeah i'm definitely of the of the mind that we are all in some kind of simulation but that's for another <laughs> podcast probably <laughs> uh, that's funny um so let's go back on topic for uh some of these questions that i have to end off the podcast um what are some of the biggest and i guess most important things that you have learned throughout your time doing what you do like things that you could say okay these are these are the things that i would tell someone else who's wanting to maybe start who's wanting to maybe get into the same field honestly just like doing it is the biggest thing with i mean like access is is obviously the hardest part but it's like if someone wants to be creative you can literally do it i mean if you have if you have a phone you know Mm -hmm. these our phones like are so capable now that like 
literally anybody in the world could make art just in a second if they wanted. So it's like just doing it and figuring out like what your style is, is important. Um, Cause it's like, I think a lot of times people kind of just fall into just copying what they see, mm-hmm. which like finding visual inspiration and stuff is fine. That's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like very much taking like that inspiration and just kind of making it your own. Um, however that may be is a big one. Um, one that I'm still working on is communicating. Like, I feel like that's super important. Um, when it comes to like, when you're working with people, like you have to be good about communicating what your vision is. Uh, it's it, kind of, like I said, with treatments, it's like, you have to be able to tell people what you are thinking and what you want to see from a project before it gets started a lot of times. Cause whenever you get into these like big budget, big, uh, big budget projects, it's like, there's hardly any room for error. So it's like, you really want to be able to communicate what you want from it. <clears throat> so communication is big. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the, the, just doing it is really like the biggest thing. It's like, if you want something, you just kind of have to go after it, even if it like takes a sacrifice or if it's like a risk, um, just at least trying it out. Like there's always room to fall back if you need it. Right. Well, cool, man. Yeah. I, I think high, how they say, uh, high risk, high reward kind of thing. Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, and that's I, all this. Literally, all this is. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you're like, a freelance. You're already taking a risk in itself. Yeah. But like, the reward is there. You know. It's huge. Yeah. It's like I said. It's like the freedom to just do whatever you want. Um, when it comes to to like, you can just like figure it out. Um. Gotcha. Hey. So again, thank you for. Sp- I have one more question for you, and yeah. then we'll we'll uh, call it here. I just want to first and foremost thank you for your time and for speaking to me about all this stuff. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening will really, really enjoy this, this uh, episode. Uh, I want to end it off with, you know, something pretty simple, just one moment in your life thus far that you can think back and say that this is the moment where I realized that I was proud of what I was doing. And, uh, I realized that I was accomplishing things that I dreamed of accomplishing, man. I'm going to go with a recent one just because it's so fresh, but like we, we did this nightly headline in the fall. And it was the first one that we had done, like, obviously, since the pandemic. So we we opened all last year for the midnight. And then we had this tour that we wanted to do just to give the fans something that, like, hadn't been to a headline show or hadn't mm-hmm. been to one in three years. So, like, when we, the first headline tour we ever did, like, we literally, like, we've always kind of, or we, we've always kind of, like, had the idea that we wanted visuals to go with the show. Right. Um so uh, as opposed to just lights, like, I don't know, the nightly, it just, it, they're a very visual band. So like, we want people to feel that. And yeah. so like on the first two tours, we literally brought two TVs, like shitty LCD TVs that they <laughs> bought at Walmart and just like, they figured out a way to hang them vertically every night. Um, so people that went to that show, don't know, we had like, I, I can't remember. I think they were like 55 inches. They weren't massive. Mm-hmm. We, so we had one on each side. And like, we literally figured out the content for that, like the week that they left for the tour. And we were kind of just like downloading stock footage and just messing it up and seeing what would work. And then so anyways, I tell that to like, so we did that. It was super awesome. Like we made it work, whatever. And so like fast forward to last year when we did the fall headline tour, we found out that we were going to get a screen 
like a video wall, mm -hmm. which obviously is like what we had been working towards ever since the moment that, that we set up those terrible right. TVs. And so it's like, um, like just seeing it was so cool. But the moment that, that it felt like all worth it was just like, it, it wasn't even like at a show. It was literally just like in rehearsals, walking in and like seeing the screen it just looked massive compared you know, obviously to the tvs yeah and so like just to like be at rehearsal and just like watch that it was just so cool because we like worked super hard on it obviously um gotcha. and that's just one of those things where it's like you see it building and it's just like it just takes time but it's like it, it's all like small steps you know mm -hmm. and it's like just kind of make it work until i mean you know now it's like now we want a screen that's three times the size as right. the last because like the last show we played on the tour was in dallas and that venue just like happened to have an, a really nice screen that was like three times the size of ours so we yeah. didn't use ours we just like fed all of our stuff to that one and it was i mean that was cool seeing it but it's like all that did was just like feed the need for now something bigger so you know gotcha. it's all like yeah. building it's all cool and like I think that's the best part about this is like there's always room to grow. There's like all like we go back mm -hmm. to learning. You can always learn something new. There's always uh there there's always something to experience. Like there's so much to do with this world that you kind of you can get lost in it, but it's also the best part is like there's just so many places to go. Yep, and just finding different new things to explore and different new things to learn about. It's a hundred percent just how you know it's how it's supposed to be. So, um, lastly, the idea of dreaming in red. Obviously, mm -hmm. this podcast is titled "Dreaming in Red." It's to push people to dream with with intent, with passion, to you know, dream and and go out there and look to accomplish some of their dreams. Last question: What are some mm -hmm. of the dreams that maybe <clears throat> dreams and goals that maybe you have looking to achieve this year? I really, I've kind of like made it a goal to shoot a music video every month, like one a mm -hmm. month at least. And I'm on track with that right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really just, I mean, it's, I just want to learn more. I want to learn like some more Blender stuff when I have the time and just kind of like diversify what I know so that I can kind of like serve people better. Right. Hey man, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Like you said, we have, we have, uh, time sitting here to learn so many different things as every day goes by it's like you can never learn enough and you're never going to learn all of it either so it's like you just that's all it's all about is just learning new things as you go so hey, just i appreciate I sh yeah i appreciate you uh spending your time out of your day to talk with me today and you know be on this podcast i really wanted to just kind of pick your brain about different things so uh, i appreciate it i appreciate the time and uh if you want to go ahead and Shout out your social medias. Uh, let people know where they can find you, where they can follow you, and all that good stuff. Yep. Um, the only one I really use, honestly, is Instagram, and it's just uh, Zach.pig, Z A C H dot P I G G. Um, I'm pretty bad at posting, but you'll mostly see nightly stuff on there, honestly. <laughs> That's there like, so, um, yeah. Well, I appreciate it again. Thank you. Zach, for taking time out of your day to speak to us. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys drop a review on this podcast. As I always say, we're not asking for five-star reviews. We're asking for real reviews. So if you don't like the show, drop a two-star, drop a three-star. I don't know. Whatever you feel is this, whatever you feel this podcast show is, because at the end of the day, I want to improve. I want to improve the podcast experience for everyone. And 
you know, I want real ratings so that people can give provide feedback that is helpful for us to grow. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Um, Zach, any last words? Yeah, just figure it out, you know. Don't get too <laughs> discouraged if if you start learning something and it, and it doesn't really go the way you want. Just, like, <clears throat> take a step back and you can figure it out. It's advice yeah, yeah. to myself as well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that advice as well. Thank you guys for listening, and, I, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.